Don't fuck it up. Okay. Normally you have one fuck up and let's just try. And, <clears throat> yeah. And... Enough practicing. Let's just. Uh, I mean, how's that going to make me feel now? Hopefully motivated. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone and welcome to another edition of Films on Trial. This week, Eli. I'm Gav. I'm Alex. I'm Joel. I'm Dave. And I'm Austin. And just like Eli, we're fronted by a sickly lad with an autoimmune disorder. <laughs> <laughs> that is bang on. Finally. Absolutely bang on. <laughs> I didn't have a tagline, I'm sorry. No, no. Um, so uh, what I do next is I usually say, oh seriously though, if you've never heard the show before then something something because we're about to something something but i haven't seen the film as i'm judging it so i asked dave what should i put in here and dave said see though if you've never heard the show before then shut up because we're about to speak <laughs> doesn't really roll off the tongue uh, essentially we take a film and we put it on trial it's as simple as that but there's also a whole host of other hilarious shenanigans to keep you entertained including a caption contest a quiz some questionable impressions some hauntingly average organ music some spooky sound effects and a whole lot of banter so do stick around now this week's film on trial is eli is it Eli Wallach or is it Eli Bollocks? Hopefully, <laughs> we're going to find out. Uh, now, just to say, it'll be a very spoilerific episode. So if you haven't seen it yet, I'll let you off this time because it only came out on Friday. It is available on Netflix though. So if you don't have a Netflix subscription, you can do what Alex does and borrow a friend's login details for quotation marks research <laughs> and then fill their recommendations list with absolute garbage. I, I tell that story differently. <laughs> <laughs> and not my usual garbage as well. I mean, I'm used to seeing some top class rubbish there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Bikini Med School had to go down the list, <laughs> Bikini it? Med School is an undirected <laughs> classic. <laughs> right, alternatively, what you can do is just trust our judgments or you can fast forward to this week's quiz. This week, it's going to be brought to us by the lovely Captain Dave, which I think is going to start off around the 40-minute mark. Now, before we go on, our last film on trial was Theatre of Blood. That's a, a, the dog pie, if you remember. Yeah. <laughs> okay, right. Okay, Alex, you judged that trial. You deemed that it should be placed on the shit list. You've since gone away and you've watched the film. Did you make the right call? Uh, yeah, I do. I do. I do feel like I did. It, it's that kind of like 1970s style. It just isn't. I just don't like it on a personal level. But being unbiased, I just don't think it's a very good film. I, you know, a lot of good points. Maybe it was innovative at the time, but I don't think anyone's going to watch it these days and go, "Oh man, what a classic!" Although it does have a cult following, doesn't it? It does have a very, very big cult following, to be honest. And I, I, I stand by my thing last week of saying like. It's a good film when you've had a few drinks. <laughs> but then again, what isn't? <laughs> anyway, thank you very much for that, Alex. Before we go on to the bulk of the show, I think it's time for a little spooky rendition of Alex's Film Feels. Well, it's about a scary child, isn't it? It is. This, well, you know, you came up with it this week, Gav. I'll, 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 I'll give it over to you. What's our film feels? It's about your favourite scary child <laughs> <laughs> in a horror film. Uh, yeah, so, you know, the, uh, I, I don't know anything about this because I've judged it. I did see the trailer a while back. So what I do know is that there's a kid in it 
And I don't know if the kid is scary or if just scary, scary kids, stuff happens yeah. around the kids. But I thought, you know, film feels maybe your favourite kid in a horror film. Okay, so he's just kid in a horror, not scary kid in a horror film. Well, yeah, no, go, yeah we'll, we'll do kids in a horror film. I mean, do I need to go much further than my last Halloween horror month pick from last year, Pet Cemetery? Uh, <laughs> Probably I do need to go yes. to bed. <laughs> because yes. I, I seem to remember all of you thought it was awful. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, so one film I really like, I think it's quite underrated, The Children, if anybody's seen that, come no. out in about the mid-noughties. It's mm. a British horror film. Yeah, I've seen that, actually. It, yeah, it's quite, Sounds it's like quite a good, good film, and one that you maybe should have picked. <laughs> <laughs> Rather than the three over the past three years. <laughs> it, it, no, it's, Joel, Joel's right. It is good. It's much better than the picks that I have done over the past three years. Um, but it's about like a family and friends who go away for like a Christmas retreat to a lodge and then the kids turn into bad knobheads. So um, that's my... Uh, Gav, Gav's sorry. two thumbs up. Sounds sounds like from my holidays. <laughs> <laughs> Literally sounds like our weekends away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the it, flies. <laughs> uh, Alex? Uh, I'm going to go with Samara from The Ring. Uh, you know, any version really, to be honest, it's just terrifying. And also, if I can, like, The Grudge as well, do you know what I mean? Just uh, the, all that hair and stuff, it's sort of, they seem quite similar to me. Yeah, yeah. I find them terrifying, both of those. Oh, definitely. So you must have been shit scared when they redid it in Eli. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, who wouldn't have been? <laughs> uh, Dave? Um, does it have to be a creepy kid? I mean, I mean it can be a kid, a kid in a horror film, yeah. I'm probably going to say Heather O'Rourke in Poltergeist. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, Poltergeist. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. Poltergeist. Poltergeist. Or Polter. Polter. Oh, okay. Both equally not scary. That, <laughs> not that terrible, terrible film that Cav made as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. That you twice. all loved so much. It was just me, Steve, and Winston left. <laughs> From 11 people watching it to just three. And, Gav, and Gav, Steve didn't even want to be there. To, to be clear, I left the room when a guy shit himself inside out. <laughs> that, that's when I. So if you want to judge me on that, Cav, judge away. Do you know I'm I'm surprised you made it as far as that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah, get yeah. much past the, the opening. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, yeah. It is a classic. And I think I know what film I'm going to pick for next year's Halloween <laughs> Halloween. Uh, Austin? Um, I don't know. Winona Win- Win- Ryder and Beetlejuice. Oh, yeah, 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 okay, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Maybe. I think she was about, like, 20. <laughs> 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 fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, well done. Um, so, uh, Very dismissive, well done. <laughs> I, know, I, I know, I need I need to be less harsh on you because you've only watched about 16 films. Um, so, uh, Joel, I mean, for the past three weeks, your your film feels pick has been so... No, I'm quite disappointed there aren't any kids in so. Oh, no! So, oh, I wasn't okay. able to use it, and, you know, frankly, I'm disappointed doesn't jigsaw have a kid uh if he if he does then i, I paid no fucking it's attention tenuous, by that point uh, but i'm probably gonna go for um georgie from it oh yeah okay just because he gets his arm bitten off and he's in it for like five seconds oh, <laughs> spoiler <laughs> does, does, <laughs> it does set up the film pretty well exactly yeah, yeah. Isn't it? yeah all right well um yeah well thank you very much for that guys sorry i relaxed into this hang on Yep. <laughs> Three verses. <laughs> okay, so on to the bulk of the show. Now, this week's... I mean, oh, God. <laughs> it is still playing, isn't it? It is still playing. Like, so on to the bulk of the show. This week's film, as mentioned before, is um, Eli. Hang <laughs> on. Um, <laughs> Eli. 
Nobody's going to know, you know what that is. It's like a carousel ride. <laughs> <laughs> a really happy carousel ride. Austin, do you know that one that was? Oh, it's uh, Father and Son by Cat Stevens. Uh, no, sorry, it was Father and Son by Ronan Keaton. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you picked the better of the two versions. <laughs> So uh, this week's film hasn't been picked out of the hat at random, but instead has been picked by Joel as part of our Halloween Horror Month. Uh, Now, um, for the insults this week, I've gone for children in horror films or child horror, okay? So as Joel has picked the film, he will be defending it and trying to get it placed on the hit list. Now, Joel is just like Danny Torrance from The Shining. He's a quiet loner who loves riding around on his little bike and spending too much time alone with him will fill you with murderous rage. (laughs) (laughs) Now, the rest of the roles... It's it's a really interesting perspective on The Shining. (laughs) (laughs) It's all his fault. (laughs) Just fucking annoying, wasn't it? (laughs) In fact, you know, when this, when this comes out, uh, it'll probably be close to Dr. Dr. Sleep being released. Yeah. I would love if that was the spin of it. <laughs> okay, now, uh, the rest of the roles have been picked out of the hat at random, so joining Joel in defence will be Alex. Now, Alex is just like the kids from Mama. He looks like he's been living in the woods for several years. <laughs> I'll take it. No, you to take it? no more. I'll take it. No, no, no. no. no bold. Are there any bold children? Move it on. Let's move it on. Well, they, funny oh, you should sorry. say that, Joel. <laughs> Alex is just like the baby from Rosemary's Baby. <laughs> bald. Uh, soft uh, skin. Technically, you're, you're like most babies. Uh, bald. Red-faced and always moaning. Um, and Jesus acting. Did I, sorry, did I just get three? <laughs> what an absolute yeah. dick. And then we're getting gradually worse. I know. I know. I know. Uh, acting as prosecution and trying to get this film placed on the shit list will be Austin and Dave. Now, Ozzy is just like Isaac from Children of the Corn. He wears clothes like London Fashion Week got inspiration from the Amish community. (laughs) I I feel like Ozzy got off a bit better. (laughs) Yeah, but if you look at what he's wearing, (laughs) I mean, he's walking around like that every day. He's not getting off anything. (laughs) And Dave is just like the Red Queen from Resident Evil. Extremely knowledgeable, but in a really smug and antagonistic way. Now, just like real court advocates, we will be making the best case for our roles. These may or may not be our real opinions, though, so do stay tuned to the end of the episode to hear our genuine thoughts. Which means this week, I have the most important role as I will be playing the judge. Now, I'm a lot like Aiden from The Ring. Creepy, I look very ill, and I watch some pretty traumatic horror films at a very young age. (laughs) Probably got off quite lightly there. (laughs) It's almost like you wrote that on yourself. I said you do it every week. Uh, now I must decide which list the film should be placed on hit or shit based solely on the arguments put to me and not using my own opinion which is good because I haven't watched the film yet now before we get started I think we should give the listeners a bit of a better understanding as to what this film is about so let us spin the wheel of impressions So uh, this, what we do here is we read off the synopsis of the film in the style of one of the cast or characters from the film. This week, it's landed on Joel. Uh, so how, how would we like him to read this out in? I don't know any of the cast in it. So. It's, it's a difficult Slim one. Pickens, to be honest. Yeah, very, easy. very undistinctive. Gruff, gruff dad voice. Yeah, I was, was going to go for evil child voice. Yeah, evil, evil, evil child. child. Evil child. Evil child dad. slash gruff dad. I think it's the gruff dad. <laughs> oh, you gruff just dad. do any ASMR? Voices, really, it'd be fine. <laughs> I mean, the husky whisper is great. 
and then I'll make sure to, to flag it as a, is kind of <laughs> almost an opposite to each other. <laughs> a boy receiving treatment <laughs> for his autoimmune disorder. This is a guy from Resident Evil. <laughs> what are you buying? <laughs> Discovers that the house he's living in isn't as safe as he thought. Put the guy from Resident Evil in his head and you span him out. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, man. Oh, right. Okay, that was oh, brilliant. Um, hang on, sorry. I, I was going to give you an applause, but I don't actually know if it deserves it. Um, <laughs> So without further hesitation, allow me to kick off proceedings. Uh, right, so I think we're going to start this off with a bit of defence. So, Joel, um, just a bit of a general plot. What is this film actually about? Because I wasn't paying attention then. Uh, yeah, so surprise, surprise, it's about a kid called Eli. Um, that about wraps it up. Really. Okay. <laughs> and this one's on the hit list. <laughs> defense um, so, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a kid called Eli and it starts off and um, he's basically got an auto immune disease uh which basically means his body fights off uh the things which could be friendly listen as... i know all about this <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah it, he basically can't be outside um he's a, he's literally kind of uh, allergic to the whole world so his family kind of find this facility uh where they supposedly can cure uh this disease and it's uh it's like air locked so you're going through like an airlock so he can walk around in that house without fear of uh you know having a having a reaction type of thing like when they look for et uh, oh, okay. yeah yeah similar yeah, to that exactly. i was gonna say like john travolta in the boy in the bubble um i, I thankfully haven't seen that film but <laughs> ever heard of it uh, so, 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 so it kind of it, it quickly goes on from there and they, they have like a three treatment plan and they say by the end of the third treatment it'll be better um, so he has the first treatment and he starts kind of seeing things like spooky, spooky kids. Um, and he, he kind of starts waking up in the night and hearing strange noises and that type of thing. Uh, then it kind of goes on to, to the second treatment and he becomes kind of more and more, um, kind of suspicious that actually the treatments that he's getting aren't helping him and they're actually making him worse. Uh, so he, it, it, the plot kind of advances a little bit further still, and um, basically he he finds out that all the kids that went there in the past actually died. He he finds like the files of the past kids, and by the third treatment, all of the previous children that had been there had died. And by that point as well, um, like you kind of find out that his mom and dad are, are basically in on it, so they kind of uh, knew that this would or could have a possibility to happen. Um, and then by the end, it gets to the third treatment, and you're kind of thinking, you know, what what's going down here? And, uh, yeah, there's a bit of a plot twist at the end in that he's not, he hasn't got an autoimmune disease. He's basically uh, possessed slash... Uh, the Antichrist. ...conceived by the devil. Uh, basically, mm. it turns out that his mom. Uh, and his and his dad like couldn't conceive a baby, so they prayed. That's the devil. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so they prayed when, to Jesus you, for. You joke. That's literally what. Happened. That's literally what happened. Yeah. So they prayed to Jesus um, for for a baby, and it wasn't provided. So um, she she prays to the devil, and uh, he provides the baby. He also says, for, "Don't worry, though. This isn't going to turn into a bad baby. I promise you." 
And if you, you can't trust the devil, you don't see it happen. <laughs> she, she says, says he she said says, to me, "You wouldn't turn into a bad kid. You wouldn't turn out like you him. wouldn't turn out like well, him." Well, you know, and if you can't that. trust Satan, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and then the next line is, "But we know the devil lies or something yeah, like yeah. that." Yeah. So these two are just <laughs> sticking a fork. I got in. it. Are you defending this film? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, so yeah, basically that that's the twist at the end. Is in that he hasn't got a disease, and the people that he thought that were making him ill, actually, their job is to get the devil uh, out of him. Get the devil out of him. Um, and uh, yeah, so it, it, it's a little bit of a strange one in that the people that which you were rooting for, um, you know, he is actually the bad guy, and the people who you thought were evil were actually the good guys. So. All right, uh, throwing it over to Dave. Mm-hmm. All these uh, kids that have died previously, yeah. were they all possessed as well? Yeah, they were also devil's offspring. I mean, he's getting around a bit, isn't yeah, he? The devil. Yeah, all, <laughs> they even say that. They're also a line in the film. Also line, yeah. have, have you not seen um, South, <laughs> South Park? The, uh, yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. which bit? Accurate portrayal of the devil in there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think it's canon. I think that South yeah. Park is uh, yeah. directly related to this. Um, yeah. Right, okay. Uh, right, so, so Dave, um, I mean, this sounds like a pretty straightforward plot. Um, um, yeah, I guess. I mean, you saw. <laughs> if you say so, Gav. <laughs> well, I mean, as straightforward as Devil Spawn can be. <laughs> I mean, it's a very strange film, and it's uh, the problem with it is doesn't. It's you get this idea about it being about a kid with autoimmune disease, and it's like, okay, this is an interesting film. It's a haunted house. What happened to these kids? Is you know, like you know, scientific malpractice going on? Turns out the, the doctors that are working on treating Eli are nuns. They're actually mm. nuns. Uh, you know, easy to get them confused. Happens all the time. But, <laughs> and they've been trying to um, either kill him or get the devil out of him, or whichever comes first, really. Whether it involves his death or getting the devil out of him, whatever it may be. You never really understand the motivation of their par- of Eli's parents, though, why they put him through this in the first place. I mean, they knew the deal. They did a deal with the devil. This was the end of the... This is what you get surely and then you don't understand why they're taking him to this facility this ludicrous facility which is kind of like a deserted mansion think a la uh haunting of hill house this mm. kind of old mansion in the middle of america which i'm sorry they say he's, he's allergic to dust and sunlight and these sort of things and he can walk around it's like already alarm bell should have been ringing it's like how the hell did you rid this entire mansion of dust so this kid can walk around without being affected and it doesn't make sense it's very lazily written in that regard and the twist it at the end i think they have this great idea of you know the kid being trapped in the house not able to leave ghosts trying to are they trying to warn him are they trying to kill him what's mm. going on and and they bottled it last minute, they got lazy, and it's just like, ah, and he's the son of the devil. Mm-hmm. And just throw that one out there. It's not a clever twist. Not okay. at all. Uh, Alex, you seem to be shaking your head. I am shaking my complete head. Complete disagreement there. Deciferously. <laughs> I, I totally disagree. Um, you know, uh, Dave sort of saying, uh, the main thing Dave said there that I disagreed with was when it, I think it's very clear the parents' motivation in doing it. And I think they off-played the two parents, the mum's maternal being she's the one that's made the pact with the devil that you find out you find out all this at the end but it sort of feeds in for what you remember about the mm. whole film so you find out she's made the pact so the father actually isn't you know the father is kind of like the the anti-joseph almost well, yeah you know well, i guess yeah so um <laughs> anti-joseph, he's, like he, yeah he, <laughs> he's he's kind of the one that's been pushing he's the one that's doing it all the way so you don't really know his motivation he's pushing yeah uh, well wait, all right <laughs> he's thinking of midsummer <laughs> oh, he's um he's kind of like you don't really know where he is you kind of think he's a bit of a mm-hmm. villain at the moment and you trust in the mum all the way through which is where the switch comes so i think the motivations of the parents are actually kind of fairly clear the dad's kind of like 
trying to get him well, but is kind of against him as well. You know, I, I, think, I don't think it was that unclear. But the main thing that I liked about this film, talking about the plot, and this is where maybe me and Dave differ. Dave's saying it's strange, and I would agree, but I don't think there's anything wrong with that. The film starts and you're trying to, you're trying, trying to piece out what this film is. And watching a horror film, if you, you know, you've got the, the woman in black, you walk up to the mansion and you're like, boom, that film's a haunted house film. Got it. Yeah, you got this. This film starts and it's autoimmune, and you're like, right. So is this kind of like a, a zombie viral thing? Like, what's going to happen to these? You know, it's a bit where he like his suit rips, and you're like, oh right. So is he going to infect other people? You know, you're trying to figure it out what's going on, mm. and then you walk into the you go into the haunted house bit, and you're like, oh right. So we're moving into ghost territory here, and we're moving into you know, and there's some really effective jump scares throughout that bit. So then you go and right. So you know, and you, if you kind of don't go right, what is this film? This needs to be haunted. This needs to be this you go along with it then actually it's a fantastic ride and i think the twist at the end where it goes from ghost and then it goes into sort of like biblical almost is kind of follows that that kind of roller coaster you've been on so i i think it was i think it was a very different film and i think its strangeness for me worked perfectly to be honest that to me sounds like a bit of an identity crisis it doesn't know what it is does it handle no, no, it well it, it knows exactly where it's going to go i don't think they threw in that twist at the end as a lazy thing i think they knew exactly it, we're going to start off confounding expectations we're going to go into this next bit and we're going to this next bit and it all flows really well so i don't think it had an identity crisis i see does it flow really well you know what no okay there's thank a, you um, there's, a very, <laughs> there's, a, like, there's a very stark uh change uh, and I can't remember, the scene happens about 50 minutes through, and I think that's where I decided that the film was shit, was like 40 minutes in. I could get behind it, it wasn't great, it was like a low budget, bit of a take on. It was it was kind of interesting for 40 minutes, I thought it was quite good, you can tell that they tried hard, lots of overused tropes, you know, there's like the, the ghosts are a bit like the ring, um, there's like a, lots of creepy mirror scenes, shadow scenes, done relatively well, it's a bit like, have you got any mates in bands? Who've made a music video? Um, you? Yeah, yeah, but, but not me personally. I've never made a music video. But you made music you got... videos for other people, though. Can I yeah, say that? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. then. But, okay, yeah, but I don't think I did this. But if I did, it's fine. But you know, someone doesn't have the budget, but they've got lots of good ideas, and they don't really know how to execute it. Mm. That's kind of what happens in this: is that it's um, they've tried to, they thought they've had loads of original ideas. Actually, it's just an amalgamation of lots of other horror films, and they've put all of them in. Right. Some of them land, some of them don't. So the, the jump scares towards the start, I'd say the first 30 minutes, you know they're coming, but they still, they're still there. They still give you a little bit of a start. You know, If you're not a seasoned horror watcher, you'll still get a jump. You'll still get a, a bit of a fright. Okay. But after 45 minutes, there's this scene where there's been a bit of a marital dispute, and that's where you first think, oh, well, what's actually gone on? He says, oh, you, know, you said you'd do anything, and there's a bit of a hint that she was unfaithful. And then... Um, they have this horrible CGI overlay of like a fire and it's just all this. And that's a complete change of, uh, of like visual play between all of this horror, dark horror, weird, uh, creepiness. And then there's like the, 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 the nuns, the, the doctor nuns, the, the family. I think they're called, the I think they're called drones. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then from then it becomes like biblical and it's a completely different that's type of right filming. right at the end. I mean, that's the twist. That's right at the end of the film. It's not like that happens halfway through and they just switch into a different type of film. It was like 50 minutes in. Yeah, I, I would say... minutes in. So yeah. there's still like 40 minutes left. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, yeah, yeah, a good chunk um, of the film. 
kind of putting a negative spin on that, but me and Alex spoke about it, and I actually think it, it, it's, uh, you know, a bit of a positive. Like, it, the fir- the I first... mean, I'm not surprised. He is acting as the prosecution. <laughs> I don't He's know how say that a poor CGI fire overlay. That's a completely different... So they used to, they've got, like, lots of hard takes, and suddenly this one is, like, you know, like a like an 80s uh, music video. Obviously, we get it. It's like a shit music video <laughs> yeah, that yeah. you've directed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's sort of vibe, that's <laughs> vibe for, for like five minutes long. Yeah. And then it goes into like the this other scene, which I don't think is a, is a terrible vibe, but it's a bit like, yeah, they, they didn't know what to do. How, how do we wrap this up? Oh, yeah, you can be the son of, the, son of, of uh, the devil. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, 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 the attempt there. Yeah, yeah so uh, Ozzy's definitely, like, uh, skipped over a, a massive chunk of stuff there. So, like, the first kind of 40 minutes that Ozzy referred to, it, it does kind of dupe you into thinking it's uh, a haunted house film, and, and, like, the scares are pretty good. There's one in particular where... Um, a girl, uh, like a creepy girl, is kind of crawling along the floor towards her, and you mm. think kind of it's in his mind, but it, it, it you don't really know for sure. And he goes and hides in a cupboard, and then like it's all rattling around, and it falls on the floor, and he, he opens the door, and there's all like creepy writing on the front of the on the front of the wardrobe, and that was actually a, a very very uh, good scare. But it kind of moves on from there, mm. uh, and it, the film does evolve. It's not like it the scares kind of stop almost and it becomes like a totally different film because uh, you you find out, uh, you know, the, the plot points evolve and it, and it goes on and it says uh, that the, the ghosts are actually trying to help uh, Eli. Those were the kind of ghosts almost of, of the kids that have been in there before and they're kind of warning him of things to come. But and it uh, turns out that they're not bad. Um, no, no, they're devil no, kids. Kind of, they're looking out for each so other. I suppose. So. They're not to blame, though, are they? They're just kids. Who, it's not you know, like it's not, not like um, they're evil. I know, yeah. like they're spawn of the devil, Yet. but they they haven't like That's it. They're, they're not evil. Uh, but but it's funny you should say that. Like what at the end, like when the nuns are trying to uh, you know help Eli, and it, I think he screams out like, "Oh, why are you doing this?" or whatever, and they're like, "You know, we're, we're trying to save you. Um, we're trying to save you from things that you haven't done yet." And it's kind of then, and that you you don't know the twist then. And then they're kind of spraying holy water on him, and it's like skin's all burning and coming up red. And you're like, you know, hang on a second, you know, it's holy water. You know, they're trying to save him from something that he hasn't done yet. You know, what's going on? And then, uh, so they're about to plunge like a, a knife, like a holy knife into him. Uh, and the knife stops like about a, you know, millimeter away from his face. And it's, and it's then that kind of you realize that he's he's stopped it. Like, mm. uh, and and he basically turns the turns the nuns upside down, like with their arms out. You know, it like a cross. Hero- uh, it's very good end. Uh, like a cross, basically, and okay. he and he sets them on fire, uh, like with his mind. So they're basically all upside down in the shape of a cross. Is this uh, where the CGI fire? fire is coming from? <coughs> no, 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 the CGI fire was before then. Yeah. Okay, and, no, uh, there is CGI. No, the CGI fire. Well, there's bad CGI about fire after well as well. Then. Well, there is the CGI. Bad, the really bad CGI fire is like. Uh, so it's not really bad CGI fire. It's it's it's, it's actually it's a, 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 actually fine, um, and uh, so so yeah, it goes on from there. So basically, the point I was making is that like it does start off as a scary film, but it, the plot helps it evolve into into something else. Okay, right. So you've started mentioning about scares, and uh, this is this is something that we speak about every time we do a horror film. Is it scary or not? Like some of the films that we've done recently, I mean, Theatre of Blood, especially, like 1970s. Uh, what is scary changes it evolves? Now, this came out last week, so this is like 2019, like standard of scary. 
Dave, mm-hmm. I mean, does it live up? Is it scary? <coughs> are there jump scares? Or is it more like a sort of like slow, there, creepy build? There are jump scares. It's a bit of both. They do um, slow, creepy builds and they do jump scares. My problem with it is that I don't think they do either of them particularly well. Okay. It's the same old thing we've seen before. It's the same thing we've been seeing in haunted house movies since the 50s and in suspense films since like the 70s or 80s. It's just the same thing we've seen time and time again being rehashed. There's no imagination behind any of the scares. It's the same sort of thing we've seen before. And I, I think one of the reasons why this has stuck out for me that this is really just like so unimaginative is because we've seen some really good, especially ha- Haunting of Hill House. That was a really good haunted house story with some fantastic creepy tension building moments, some fantastic jump scares and it was very imaginative it brought something new to the table that we hadn't seen before this doesn't it's the same thing we've seen even way before haunted Hill house it's tired it's old it brings nothing new okay alex i'd say it does bring something new obviously what, it, it, <laughs> what does it bring so you know going back to my earlier point is dave's just talking about dave's focusing on the haunted house part and there that is the part of it and that's probably where you get the the jump scares but you sort of just going past everything else that's going on in the film and there's loads going on you've got the initial built uh, beginning where there's kind of you're worried about viral infections and you're thinking you know that it's not scary it's not the jump scares but that's creepy that's you know what's going on mm. then you've got the whole figuring out what's happening and yeah that's not Again, not jump scares, but that's really integral to tension building. You know, I don't think we can judge a film as well and just say if it's not innovative and it's not doing something absolutely new, which I would applaud. You can't say that it's not a good film. You can just say it's doing it. It's doing it. It's doing it fine. Dave's kind of just focusing on the haunted house part. Yeah, I might kind of agree with him and say, like, there's nothing absolutely new but what it does when what it does is absolutely fine and then it moves on like joel says it evolves so you haven't what's new about this film what brings it something different is that you've got like almost you've got different styles of horror films in the same one and it works sublimely for me what i'm thinking about is that it's a tale about a child who is going for experimental treatment and he needs to essentially live in a quarantine zone Right now, for me, the setting it at a haunted house in the first place seems a little bit odd. And when you were mentioning, uh, no, so it that's what I was it, saying it, about the dust. Having how can you make this a sterile zone? It feels no. So you've, you've got to think it's a quarantine zone. So it's going to it straight away. It should be totally out of the way, which it is. And then B, um, it's airlocked. It's not that he's allergic to dust. It's when dust comes into contact with outside air. So the dust yeah. inside the house is all totally fine. Like, things that come from other people outside the house, that's what he's allergic to. And you actually find out at the end that actually it's not, I mean, it's not that much about the dust. He can, he can handle it. Oh, yeah, it's, I get that. But you know what I mean? So the actual <clears throat> building, that's the twist is, it's, a, it's an old nunnery, do you call it? Yeah. Is that what yeah. they're called? Uh, it's an old convent. So, and, and so that is, you know, that makes sense that the first you are going, and that's what you're meant to think. This is strange for this to be uh, like a, you know, a, they've got doors that don't, you know, mm. open from inside and stuff like that. But then it, that's what, that's what you got to be thinking. You're like, well, that's odd. But and then you move on with it. It's only at the end where you get the reveal. What if you can't move on with it though? What if that stops you dead in your tracks and you're thinking this isn't, this doesn't make sense. This isn't well written. It's like they shoehorned in the idea of a haunted mansion, the idea of a haunted house. It's like, oh, we want that kind of setting. We got this story. The two don't really gel but let's make it work anyway and that's what it feels like i I mean that's i'm gonna be honest that's what it sounds like a little bit it sounds like if that was if if i was right now you know this is the initial concept that you've got i would want it in something like you know completely white room you know absolutely 
sterile environment and then build from there. I just feel like, you know, you're taking one type of film and you put it in a haunted house scenario. That That's just how, that's what I'm thinking right now. But, right, but you, that you, is you are correct, Judge. But that is what it's trying to Most do. Most esteemed Judge. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, you, you, that is what it's going for. Yeah, right. and also you've got to think, you know, the reason they take the child there is that so he can walk about and be happy you know they actually say in the film we don't kill him we don't want him (laughs) we don't want him to live in like um, ozzy shut the fuck up (laughs) we don't want him to live in like a little uh, like plastic bag or something that they say you know like like, john travolta and boy in the ball like john travolta and shut the fuck up as well Right, okay, right. Now, now we've, we've got off it a little bit. Oh, no. but seriously, about what you're talking about. If you mention that CGI file one more time, <laughs> or an 80s music video yeah. that you directed yeah. and starred in. <laughs> so, uh, what I've like, I wrote a lot of notes and I sent them to Dave the second yeah. I'd finished watching the uh, the, the thing. So, I, the, all of my notes are just in order of it happening. So, mm. that scene where you find the the building, I could sort of get with that. Okay. It needs to be out in the open. It's got to be somewhere. They've got to take them yeah, yeah. to a place. There's not many people who are doing this sort of procedure. So you grasp straight away. It's kind of novel. That's fine. They come in. There's some like um, high-tech doors and dust proof. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, they yeah. go through. So, get that. so you get all that as well. You, you grasp it inside there and you can forgive it. Okay, inside there is sterile. It doesn't look it because it is an old creepy house and it's got to. But then you go to his bedroom. It's like, okay, they made all this effort to make it super clean. And then they leave like this antique wardrobe and it's just <laughs> so out of place. And it's like, oh, that wardrobe's going to be for something. They might have rubbed that down right and proper with bleach. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know that. Yeah. Right, right, guys. Right, it's right. Like They're not going to show that. It's like, that's definitely going to okay. be They're not going to show that scene also, in the film, though, are they? I'm just going to sit in a, in a montage. Cleaning montage. Order. Shut the fuck up. Right, listen, right. Order. 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 <laughs> like, we're getting uh, off topic here, right? <laughs> That was Can't. a really good speaker. Yeah, that's good job, Burko. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible, yeah. I loved it. <laughs> now, Joel, right, can you tell me the best scares in this? You know, uh, what, well, what sets this apart from, you, like, The Conjuring or something like that? I think, again, you're kind of misunderstanding the film. I would say there's about 10 minutes of scares in this film, <laughs> maybe 15 minutes of scares, because the film kind of moves on from that. And I wouldn't really say it's a scary type of type of movie so like the scares all literally happen within like a 15 minute period okay mm-hmm. uh right okay so we so move on so then the other hour and 50 shut the fuck up <laughs> right guys Isn't calm scary. down calm down calm down right we've spoken about setting we've spoken about scares what about performances i mean who, who's in this cast you okay, mentioned before so, uh, the, the kid who plays eli is uh charlie shotwell we've got uh Kelly Riley as Rose, a guy called Max Martini as the dad, and then we've got... Um, John, I mean, like, you're just doing the job of IMDb just, now. Yeah. I, I am, I am. Uh, and then we've got Sadie Sink, who's, who's Max from uh, Stranger Things, as uh, kind of... Uh, the ginger girl from... The ginger girl. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Uh, so, so how do they do? Uh, I think the, the kid who plays Eli is great. You know, he, he's got to portray, like, a, a massive range of emotions, really, I would say. Like, he, he, he's got to portray, uh, you know, pain... Uh, you know, being scared, being terrified, and he, he does that all really well. Um, the mom as well, uh, Rose, I think she does a really good job of making you kind of believe that she's, uh, you know, a very maternal mother and that the twist that she knew all along, you know, you didn't really see that coming because you believe, like, that she's, uh, you know, just as a mother should be and uh, totally in love with a kid. And then uh, the doctors, I would say they're, 
probably the weakest link because they kind of are almost like henchmen. Like, you know, they're like, you kind of know that... They're there just to get bumped off. Not not, not that. It's it's like you kind of know that they're up to no good. You okay. know what I mean? Uh, it's not like when he first goes into his operation, they're not like, oh, you know, don't be scared or all that. They're, they're just like, just shut the fuck up and, and close your eyes type of thing. You know, okay. they're, re- they're really stern with him. But it's pretty much how Joel was with I was going to say, yeah. the old Joel <laughs> treatment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they are nuns, so, you know, they numbed it up big time. So you're like, what the fuck's going on here? Why yeah, but they, they are nunny, like because, because they seem nunny, and that makes they sense later like, on. They've yeah. got nun, yeah, yeah, yeah. like... Robes, or not exactly. in purple, like so they're scrubs. like Dr. Scrubs, non scrubs. It's a little piece that fits in the puzzle later on when you go. Ah. I was gonna say, to be fair, some of the religious authority figures we've encountered in our past. Oh god, let's not go there. <laughs> or also <laughs> would abuse you. And as he's like, bang, even with the literally, just to make clear, moving on, hang on. I know you want to say something, Alex, but I just want to hear like Dave counter. Joel's the arguments cast. there about the cast. I mean, you know, Joel says that there's some good performances, especially the kid who plays Eli. Mm. Uh, I've never, I've never heard the actor. I don't know what else he's in. Charlie Shotwell. No, I've, I've not heard of him before. He's okay. He's doing a good job. He's okay. He's not bad at all. He's, he's okay. Um, I think yeah, a lot hinges on him. So him being. Passable. I can't, I can't say he does a great job because the script's not really good enough. The plot's not good enough. It doesn't really give him. I, th- I reckon he could have given a much better performance um, with some better material to work with. The kid himself is not bad at all. Uh, Kelly Riley's not bad either. She plays uh, the mum, but I do feel she's trapped in a kind of a stereotypical role insofar mm-hmm. as that she is the loving and doting mother. And the fa- I think it's, that's not stereotypical in itself. It's contrasted with his father, who's very gruff and authoritative and, you know, kind of uh, standoffish with the son, who it turns out at the end, you know, wasn't his son in the first place. So he may have had like a, there may have been an issue there underlying all along, but the, the parents as a couple fall into the old tropes of the gruff standoffish father and the loving and overbearing mother. You know, the, it, Kind of fails, but Kelly Riley's still good in in, in that respect. Lily Taylor was wasted. She's the uh, the oh, head Lily doctor. Taylor. Yeah, she's the head doctor of the facility. Complete waste. And as far as Sadie Sink goes, she may as well have not been in it. She just kind of like chats to him through the window of his. Uh, she she's outside for some reason. We don't know why. She's Max outside. Yeah, Max from Stranger Things. She just chats to him through the window for a bit. Um, turns out she's another kid of the devil in the end, and the nuns just kind of like shoo her away from the window. Like get out of here, you. Um, and it's yeah, it's, it's a bit of a waste. I think they just brought her into it because Stranger Things is so popular. I think they just kind of like shoehorn that role in. It wasn't necessary in any way, shape, or form. And yeah, Lily Taylor underused. I'm afraid. Okay, Alex. Lily Taylor perfectly used. <laughs> <laughs> can, can, can anybody name a film in which Lily Taylor was in? And yeah, it wasn't uh, a horror was, film. No, she was in uh, Six Feet Under. I can't remember any films. Um, She's in Six Feet Under. Sounds like a horror film. the premise of most horror films she was Uh, in that and she was great okay Uh, alex right so one thing i liked about it and it's where where i think for example it chapter two got way sidetracked is you don't i didn't really know the cast that much which i think is a really good casting decision for a horror film because you're not really looking at anyone saying right that's jessica chastain she was in that fantastic film tree of life but where is she now why is she now in it chapter two why you know what uh, James McAvoy, I did. James McAvoy, um, uh, also, do you know what I mean? You're looking at him and you're thinking, blah, 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 you know, just Dr. Right, right, I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it. Stop so, shitting on it, chapter two. I'm sucking off Tree of Life. So it's good <laughs> to see that, like, this cast isn't known, you know? It makes you okay. kind of get, get into did the story it, a little bit more. And just to say, I thought, um, is it Charlie Shotwell? I want to yes, say, yeah. yeah. 
I thought his performance was fantastic. You know, not only he's pretty much in every single scene. So when you're saying, mm-hmm. you know, I think passable is pretty unfair to be honest. When you're saying that he's good, you're saying that the principal person in pretty much every single scene was good in it so i think that you know that that does enough there he right did there. a good job with what he was given but there's only so many times you can say oh get off me in different mm. voices and screaming uh, before, ghosts, yeah. Uh, yeah before it's like clarify austin the ghosts the ghosts ever seen an 80s music video when he's saying about unknown cast the, the biggest issue is that like within the you know it's almost immediately the only other character who you can sort of have a bond with is the ginger girl from stranger things like she's too famous for the rest of the cast is that just because you know her though from something else well exactly but she's like she's playing almost the same girl she's like the same character that she was and then you, you can't get past that yeah but well, i mean so a lot of our honest- favorite actors and actresses just play the same people over yeah. and over again so i mean we can't honestly though i would not be surprised to learn that her character was added in after the script was finalized yeah. it's there's no point in no, her character the, being there she's a it's on herring. the it's it's on the strength of stranger <laughs> things yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she was brought in on the strength of stranger things just to bring because uh the cast wasn't popping enough otherwise yeah. absolutely not she makes it she, she's a pivotal uh plot role huh? she she well she has expositionary she talks about like what's gone on before she's like this yeah. no 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 if, if if she didn't, yeah, I know she's all known because you find out at the end that you know she's another spawn of Satan, don't you? But she's also redhead, you know, red, yeah. yeah. But it, you know, so I, when you say she's just been put in, the plot literally would not make sense if she wasn't in the film all the way through it. The plot wouldn't make sense. So is she that hasn't just because in. she is, you know, she speaks in exposition. No, it's like when I say exposition, obviously, isn't a bad thing in a film. Do you mm. know what I mean? It depends how it's done. She, it makes sense, her exposition. So she, she furthers the plot. She makes you deep an understanding of where she is. So, yeah, she's absolutely, you know, she's critical. She's a small role, but she's critical to the film. Okay, quick question. Joel, are you trying to lose weight? Because it's a million degrees in here and you've just put a fleece on. <laughs> he just wants to leave it straight after the quiz. <laughs> Boom. Like, I can literally see sweat beads on your head. What is going on? Um... No, I'm cold. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, so you were going to say something? Uh, yeah, just the same as Alex. Like, what these two have said is, is completely not a bullshit, I'm afraid. <laughs> um, like, she has spoken to all, like, the previous patients. Uh, so she basically knew what was going on before. And she plants the seeds in his head that it all might not be well. And without her, as Alex said, it, it just wouldn't work. Okay, thank you. Uh, Austin, you've just texted me all of the points that you made. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> like, bear in mind, I've seen you do actual presentations for your job yeah, yeah, yeah. that weren't as detailed as those notes. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's the point I just I'm made just, on WhatsApp. Well. <laughs> I was just proving that I'd actually watched it, you know. Okay, right, for once. Yeah, I yeah. sat through an oh hour and 50-something minutes of this right. shit. So, so, so quick, quickly, right, because I can't be bothered reading them all out, yeah. what is your biggest gripe? Number one, what is your biggest gripe? That's it, just go on, say. Uh, the, the ghosts, very conveniently, all of the code just happened to be his name. What? What code? Are we on? <laughs> code? You just made the point code. that we haven't context like <laughs> at all. <laughs> so, the guys, so he tries to. So the ghosts are trying to get him to escape the uh, the, the building because oh, they're going right, to kill him. Locked, uh, so yeah, and it just so happens that the secret code to get out of the building is just his name, but upside down. I'm right. Okay. Three so, one three one seven. 
Uh, right, okay, okay. And um, he just so happens to write his E's like a three and every other number. I mean, that's probably. Pr- that's I mean, a, I mean, that's the biggest gripe. <laughs> I mean, Ozzy, you've got, just sent me a fucking, like, I'm going to say, like, six page <laughs> note. That's, uh, that's a nitpick. And that, was, that was your biggest gripe. <laughs> oh, I think we're done with everything else, yeah, yeah. Okay, right. Uh, and I'm uh, not allowed to talk about the CGI fire. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it, or 80s music videos. It's been covered. <laughs> it's been covered, buddy. Right, okay. Uh, <laughs> Dave, uh, quick, uh, b- biggest gripe. Oh, actually, no, that's a point I do quickly want to find out about not from Austin though. Uh, 80s music videos. No, it's the 80s music videos. Yeah. So um, basically Shatner said he's saying it's a bit like aha take on me when they stood at the window and then he's running through the mansion like Bonnie Tyler in total eclipse of the heart. Right. He looks pensive like meatloaf and it, what about the huge amount of condensation in that house? Yeah, that, can't, that can't be good for him. <laughs> that can't be good for him. I really think you're gripes with this film. Yeah, it's moldy. Too much condensation. It's meant to be need to sort out. We need to have a Aussie, like, I seriously in... hope you never watch a horror film ever again. <laughs> <laughs> if these are the things you pick up on. Oh, I mean, that bed in Nightmare on Elm Street, the bed springs in that bed. Uh, Sorry, Gav, what do you want to know, mate? It's uh, CGI. Um, yeah. the, the scares, uh, the, sometimes I think horror films rely too much on CGI. And, you know, I think if it's not done well, it can just look a bit silly instead of scary. There isn't, too much CGI? Um, there there isn't, isn't CGI. There isn't it? a great deal of it, to be honest with you. Um, the, the fire's not great. <laughs> I'm not going to lie about that. The ghosts, I've barely seen, to be honest with you. Half the time, he is genuinely fighting against invisible forces. It's not really CGI'd or special effects in that force. It's just the, it's just the kid, you know, okay. fighting air. But um, I, I do like how you acted that out yeah, for me. <laughs> just in case you didn't want to know what yes. fighting air looked it, like. It, it is what it was like in the film. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> I put about as much effort in there. <laughs> um, yeah, the CGI, what little there is, is fine. Okay. As well, it should be in this day and age, though. Okay, yeah, including the fire. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alex, uh, sum up this film in one word. Uh, innovative. Whew, good. <laughs> good right. word. Austin. Ooh, Condensation. <laughs> <laughs> Joel. Bad plumbing. Oh, it's too. <laughs> Joel. Um, devilish. Oh. <laughs> and Dave. Tired. Oh, oh damning, damning. On words alone, me and John. Devolution in the innovative. Right, okay, I'm going to put a pause on this. Uh, Dave, you've got a quiz for us, I believe. I do, I do. Um, I was not sure who to start with on this one, because I'm not doing buzzes. Okay, because buzzes goes horribly wrong. So you're just all going to get a question for yourselves, and then you can steal maybe afterwards. Okay. Uh, who wants to go first? I'll just do it that way. Is it a really easy question to no. go first? No, it's written by Gav, Dave. The first one's not bad, actually. Like the first one's... Shit, I'll have the first one. You'll have the first one. Okay, let's start with Alex. Right? Okay. Hey. First one, question one. Uh, Eli's Lily Taylor is no stranger to haunted house movies, having appeared in two cinematic ghost stories previously. Which two? Um, oh, is it cinematic? Yes. Oh, uh, Amityville. No Amityville Horror? No. no. I don't know, then. Okay, Gav. The Haunting. Yes. And also The Conjuring 2. Correct. I would, oh, there's The Conjuring. Oh, yeah, it's it's The Conjuring. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, But yeah. I will accept that. Gav gets the point. Okay. Well, well done, Gav. Gav, question for you. Hello. This is quite a hard one, actually. Oh, uh, in The Haunting, what is the name of the textile tycoon slash child murderer whose spirit still haunts the house? And I'll give you a hint. It's the same name as the father in Netflix's reimagining of the uh, story in Haunting of Hill House. Oh, fuck it. Um, Billy? No. Um, William? No. Anyone? Bill? Nope. No, that is a tricky one. Hugh Crane. Oh, yes. Yeah, everyone will know the name when they hear it. Ye't. Yeah, the Crane family. Austin? Yes. 1959's ha- House on Haunted Hill oh, starred which horror legend <laughs> as Fre- Frederick Loren? 
Vincent Price? It is oh. Vincent Price. That's kind of an well, easy well, one, knowing the, knowing the cut. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> haunting the and the Conjuring. Knowing, 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 knowing the Quizmaster. Yeah, it's Haunting and the Conjuring, mate. That was easy. Joel. <laughs> Price's Theatre of Blood co-star, Eric Sykes, also appeared in a small role in another Haunted House movie in 2001. What was it? Hmm. Um... Take your time. <laughs> I will, mate, because I've only seen like five horror films, so I don't <laughs> know. Any of them in 2001? Star, well, co-starring Eric Sykes. Uh, no, I don't know. Jeepers Creepers? No. Oh. Um, haunted House, people. Think Haunted House. The House on Haunted No. Hill. Amityville Horror? No. Cabin okay. in the Woods? Okay. It, it was the others. Okay. Oh. Uh. okay. Alex, Tim Burton's Beetlejuice sees possessed diners dancing around the dinner table to the Banana Boat song performed Michael by which Hollywood legend? Um, Barry Manley. No. Anyone? Stephen Tidal. Oh. <laughs> Anyone? Banana um, Boat song? Oh, no. Oh, I've forgotten. I've yeah, forgotten. No, it's Harry Belafonte. Oh, oh yes. Gav, which of Tim Burton's frequent collaborators had an uncredited cameo in 1973's The Legend of Hell House? Christopher Lee, Michael Goff, or Michael Keaton? Mm, Michael Goff? Is correct. Another point for Gav. Austin. Yes. Jay Anson's book, The Amityville Horror, has been adapted into a number of films now, but which US state is Amityville in? Amityville... Texas. No. No. Nevada. No. Amityville... Illinois. Houston. No. Massachusetts. No. North Dakota. Alaska. Chicago. South okay. Dakota. Okay, it was, it was New York. Oh. Uh, no. I wouldn't have got that. Yeah. <laughs> One York. of the most famous states. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Joel, this is actually quite a long question, but it's quite interesting. Hear me out on this one. Is it though, Dave? It is, it is. I think it's interesting. You always know it's going to be an interesting question. <laughs> <laughs> it starts out with an explanation. Right, the 1960s 13 Ghosts. I don't uh, know. <laughs> director William Castle and Cinema Ghosts received glasses with red and blue lenses to watch the film through. The film was filmed with a blue filter uh, applied to it, apart from the ghost, which had a red filter superimposed. So if you wore the blue glasses, you couldn't see him. You wore the red, you see the ghost clearer. What was this device called? Was it A, Spectro, B, Illusiono, C, Phantomo, or D, Revealo? Mm, Revealo. I'm going to say Phantomo. Spectro. The other one. <laughs> Gav gets a point. It is the other one, illusion. So you had two different glasses. Yeah. You know what would be well good if, like, some people only had red and some people only had blue and you actually had two different films to be watched? (laughs) Now that would have been One without half the characters. And then some people are like, fuck, that was scary. When all his mad ghosts. ghosts. (laughs) And other people are just like, that was really boring. (laughs) So for some people, it was essentially just Casper. And then (laughs) the other people, it was. That is a great idea. It is a great idea. I thought that was really clever. I thought that was quite interesting. For 1960s, I thought that was quite innovative. That's what innovative means, Alex. That's what, that's what innovative means. Uh, Alex, yes. which TV legend stars in the 2001 remake of 13 Ghosts? I don't know. Bam, 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 bam. Gav. Alex, you should know this, man. You're watching, you're watching the best <laughs> d- TV detective Tony Shalhoub. Yes. It is oh, Tony Shalhoub. Yeah. Well done. I'm still giving out Gav that point, though. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Gav, 1982's Poltergeist was nominated for an Oscar in the Best Visual Effects category. Which film, directed by its own producer, did it lose out to? I mean, I feel like uh, I'm a bit gutted that this wasn't a question about Monk, but um, <laughs> E.T.? It is E.T. Well done, Gav. Ooh. Gav's running away with this one. 
Austin. Oh no. No, no, no. I just that's lots of the written down question. I had to think of another two. Oh right, okay. <laughs> These are just off the cuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Barry Nelson, who plays the manager of the Overlook Hotel in The Shining. Yes. Kind of moving on from haunted houses to haunted hotels. Yeah. Was the first to portray which famous character in film? Flash on TV, not on screen, I should say, on screen. Famous character yeah. in film. Very famous character. In The, the Shining. Uh, he was in The Shining, but Barry Nelson is famous for pl- bringing this character to life on the screen first. Is he a horror character? No. Daffy Doolittle. <laughs> no. <laughs> such, such a wide thing from there, haven't you? If you don't know the answer, Ozzy, you're really fucking groping <laughs> in everything. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I feel like Alex is very critical of my quizzes. <laughs> I feel like you're taking it very personally. I just feel like more critical of Ozzy's desperate stab into the I just, I just all, figure all the characters that he could have picked. Dr. 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 Doolittle. Uh, I just figure it's quite famous trivia. Anyone has it a guess? The Naughty Professor. No, it's, it's good. It's good, but it's not right. It's, uh, he was the first person to play James Bond. Oh, right. Okay. Ah, yeah. Wow. There you In go. What? Uh, Casino Royale. It was an American TV adaptation of Casino Royale. Ah, oh, he is. He beat Sean, uh, Sean Connery to the punch. He was the first person to pay James Bond, but not the last. Oh, but not the last. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, interesting bit of trivia. Yeah, the manager from The Shining played James Bond first. Oh. there you go. And Joel, I'll give you an easy one because I can't be bothered. Um, <laughs> is it going to be easy though? Dave? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty easy. Uh, the Haunted Mansion starring Eddie Murphy was released. It was based on a Disneyland attraction, The Haunted Mansion. Name one other attraction that's been made into a film. <sighs> Oh, I got it. Biz. Uh, Space Mountain. Oh, for no. <laughs> Actually, no. <laughs> You're thinking of Space Jam, aren't you? <laughs> uh, the which, with the which you can't eat on Space Mountain. <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean. Disney yes, Cruise I'll or whatever give, it's called. Alex gets the point yeah, for that one. Jungle, Jungle, Jungle Cruise. Jungle Cruise. Jungle Cruise. Okay, I'll get, yeah, you can all have a point for right. that one. Uh, I think Gav wins, though. <laughs> yes, get in. Probably. <laughs> uh, right, okay, so... Ooh, I don't know, to be honest. I mean, it sounds equal parts shit and hit. Um, if there was like a middle barrel that we could whack stuff in. Um, I don't know. I mean, I like some of the stuff that you were saying. I think that um, I th- it's quite interesting that you were saying about like kind of killing evil before it actually becomes evil. Um, I also <laughs> agreed with a lot of what Dave and Austin were saying there, where they just said it, it sounds a little bit like um, the pick and mix uh, Woolworths, just kind of picking out the best Who bits. Doesn't of- Who like doesn't like pick and mix Woolworths? <laughs> Who doesn't wake up every day and just cry and mourn Woolworths? I'm going to say Woolworths went out of business, right? So if more people would have been Not because of fucking- pick and mix, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it just sounded like it's a little bit of everything, you know, throwing a lot of shit on the wall, seeing what will stick when it comes to horror troops and you know, sort of fair formula. Um, but uh, it does sound interesting and it is available on Netflix so I, I can easily watch it so I think I'm going to just about edge it onto the hit list no, no, really <laughs> way. how the fuck did you put this on the hit list and every other Halloween horror film we've ever done has gone on the hit list <laughs> Well, I'll see your, your one's next week, so well, there's still time. But the, the thing is, is that I am I am genuinely interested to be. watch it um, because you know it, it sounds like, although it might not be great, it does sound like <laughs> I do actually want to watch it. it I'm, I'm interested to see how it plays I, I, out. I'll just throw this one out there, though. Like out of all of us, because I didn't expect this film when I watched it. Like I was genuinely surprised, you know, watching it about what it turned into. 
um, you know, I, I thought, like, it was portrayed in the trailers and all that type of stuff as genuinely, you know, like a, a scary film, like a yeah. horror film. Mm, and yeah. it literally is just that 10 minutes that you see that have, okay. like, the jump scares in it. But overall, like, it's an extremely, like, confused film, like, extremely confused. Like, the mum and dad are especially confused. Like, they don't know, like, they flip between, like, caring about the child to wanting to fucking kill him, like, on a, <laughs> on a, on a knife edge, basically. Um, the ending, like, me and Alex probably made it sound better than it was, but, like, no words of a lie, like, the kid's eyes start glowing red, like, as if he's at a haunted house, and, like, you know, and you see, like, the LEDs in the wall grow red, like, his eyes glow red, um, and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's not great, like, it could have been so much better than it mm-hmm. was, like, it yeah. could have been so, so much better. So, and the general consensus here is that everybody thought it was shit. So, I, yeah. It's so not shit, know. it's just quite bad, I would it's say. It's pretty poor, yeah. yeah so, yeah. I, I would say for my money, and I was thinking about this a lot, I know it's a bit of a statement, I would say it's probably the worst film we've put on trial. <laughs> Like it's, I'd say we've put worse stuff on, yeah, but yeah. like, take Suspiria for example. That is like an entertainingly, it, uh, you know, we disagree about it. I don't like it very much, but at least it made me feel something. Eli made me feel nothing. I was just, yeah. I was just absolutely stone cold. Felt nothing from watching this film. I got yeah, nothing from it. This was pretty dire. When I said, ta- I met, I stood by everything I said. Really, everything I said was true. Like I, I, I agreed with I, everything. Dave I, I ta- <laughs> me, me and Alex were speaking yesterday, and uh, our entire argument defense hinged on Ozzy not watching the film. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so when it, it came it, yeah. and he watched it Alex texted me like oh shit he's actually watched it <laughs> and not only that he's made notes on it well I, my I, last line was Kieran Foy's got a lot to answer for we, <laughs> the, the only thing I had was just balls to the wall lie about it really yeah. right well I, I'm, I, am, I am genuinely interested to watch it now yeah. um Right, okay, so, oh, man, I feel like I've had the wall firmly pulled you, over my do, eyes. Do you feel like you've just been lying to you by two of your closest friends? <laughs> I do. I really do. That, that is what's just happened. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm ashamed of you now, girl. Like, it's all their fault. This is all on you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> To be honest, I You made like, a bad call. You made yeah. a bad call. <laughs> I don't know if we can trust your judgment. <laughs> I mean, uh, so Dave and Ozzy hate me now because they think I don't take them seriously. Uh, Alex and I'm, Joel think I'm a pushover. Lots of respect for you. Right, okay, right. So was it higher or lower than our previous film on trial, which was Theatre of Blood? We're going to go for lower. We scored 90 <laughs> <laughs> It's honestly high. It scored 91% audience. So 91% critical and 83% audience. Oh, as far as I know, this is being slated left, right and centre. So I... Uh... Well, Dave, actually, <laughs> pal... It's got 53% critical, uh, and it doesn't even have an audience score yet. <laughs> no, that's four days after release. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, right, so... What was um, Halloween 3? Oh. Come on, I can't remember, but it's got to be better than that. <laughs> <laughs> so once again, I put up a poll on Twitter over the weekend and asked our friends and followers which list Eli should be placed on. A whopping... Oh, that's all right, yeah. 59% of our listeners decided that it should be placed on the shit list. Okay, so before we adjourn the case, it's time for a little caption contest. And so what we do here is we take a screenshot of the film and we put it up on Twitter and ask our friends and followers to provide a funny caption with the best one winning a frog-shaped chocolatey treat. Uh, So this time round, I've got Eli in his little bubble boy suit and, you know... (laughs) Just like John Travolta. Yeah, just like John Travolta. (laughs) In an 80s music video. (laughs) Uh, So you guys have just got to pick the best one, starting with number one. I'm afraid I just blew myself... Uh, and there's a screenshot what? of uh, Arrested Development. Oh. Um, 
Uh, Without yeah. that screenshot, could have been a bad caption. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number two, damn it, mom! I wanted to be an alien for Halloween. This costume blows. Uh, number three, damn it, Karen! Why do you always have to be so extra? Uh, <laughs> number four, Eli wondered if he had gone viral yet. <laughs> hey. I like that. Uh, next one, outbreak two. Adults need to read text about Ebola outbreak. Um, <laughs> sorry, I should have probably read this beforehand. Uh, number six, uh, this is taking Halloween a little too far. And the last one is, it's not an experiment, Josh. It's a seven-month-old spaghetti squash. Now go in there and get it. <laughs> We're going to go for the, for the viral one. Viral, viral one. Yeah, yeah, viral. yeah, okay. So uh, congratulations to Claire Martin. You have just won yourself a Flippity Freddo. Okay, so before we call it a day, just wanted to give a shout out to one of our podcasting friends, Watch If You Dare. Now, it's a podcast, um, it's um, about horror movies, essentially. It's presented by two friends, Aaron and Derek, who dissect a different horror film each week, um, or every two weeks, I think. They cover an array of different movies from the genre, from classics like The Omen and Texas Chainsaw Massacre to more underrated gems like The Black Coat's Daughter and Mayhem. Each review is really interesting and they don't just cover the surface. They often delve into the movie's subtext and also fears and stories relating to each movie as well. Uh, anyway, what better season to check them out than Halloween itself? I think the most recent one that they did was another underrated gem, which is uh, Murder Party, which is available on Netflix at the moment. So why not check them out? You can uh, follow them on Apple Podcasts, uh, which, you know, or, or you can follow them on Twitter as well, um, at Watch If You Dare. So, next week's film will unfortunately conclude our Halloween Horror Month. Oh, I was expecting some sort of reaction there, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's been, it, I mean, so far it's been strange. The only one to go on the hit, the hit list, list yeah. Yeah. is Eli. But, and, and you know. I mean, look what's and it's happened. the worst of all the ones. Look, look what's happened. So Everybody's fucking deflated. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Gaff. Right. Well done. <laughs> uh, so, Austin, it's your pick next week, and you, have, um, you haven't seen that many films, as, nope. as we talk about all the time. So we were really interested to see what your underrated horror movie would be, and you have gone and picked... What have you picked, Austin? I picked uh, Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies. Okay, and nice. why? <laughs> well, I thought, what better way to do Halloween than with a literary great story <laughs> and then mix it with a zombie? I've never seen a film, but I assume it's going to be amazing. So <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be pretty hard to, to ruin, a, uh, to ruin a, a, you know, a classic story like that. I think, I think that was the pitch meeting. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and it worked, yeah. Okay, so Ozzy, Ozzy you will uh, obviously be defending it, but yep. all of the other roles have been picked out at random, so uh, helping you defend it will be uh, me. In prosecution will be Joel, uh, and the judge is going to be Dave. Unfortunately, Alex is not going to be here next making week. Making the most of half time. Yes, making the most of half Good time. Man. It's Good got man. nothing to do with this verdict. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to say thank you to everybody who has listened to this episode. If you liked the episode, please remember to like, share, and subscribe. Tell all your friends and family about us. If you've been quarantined for medical reasons, why not check us out? It's not like you've got much else on at the moment. Just spread the warm love. <laughs> it's true. I've been, really I've been quarantined before. I would have loved a podcast like this to keep me entertained. <laughs> uh, just spread the warm love that is films on trial in as many bubbles as possible. And why not leave us... <laughs> just like John Travolta. <laughs> hey, give us a five-star review. Uh, why not leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts? Uh, if you didn't like the show, don't bother. Leave us alone. Um, and check out our Twitter page, at Film Trials. Check out our fantastic graphic artist, Winston Sang, while you're there, at the underscore quirks. Also, check out our website, website filmsontrial.co.uk and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, 
and subscribe to our YouTube channel. So that is it. Eli is a hit, surprisingly. I'm not really looking forward to watching it, but we will be in your ears next week with Pride, Prejudice and Zombies. Goodbye. Goodbye.